Yeah, you know what it is, Truth Nation. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. The best way to start your day. Cutting through the noise and bringing you the real stories behind the headlines. Talk to someone about how you feel. Do not internalize it. Do not consume it. You deserve to be heard. It's time to wake up with Milwaukee's favorite morning show. It's not just we canceled it, it's over, it's a done deal. Shouldn't be that way. That program still should proceed no matter how a few may go. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. Tell him, where are all the watch for him? Where the hey. brothers going to be? Hey. <laughs> I just want to see what she was going to do. This is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Here are your hosts, the effective communication coach, Denise Thomas, and two-time Emmy Award winner, Telly Hughes. Can you, you, you got me, you can hear me? Ah, uh, yeah. I, it's it's a little patchy. Keep talking. Oh goodness, my mic sounds okay. <laughs> yeah, one, I, I was gonna say your mic don't sound nice right now. <laughs> it don't sound nice. Oh, we gonna man. work through it though. All right. Well, happy Tuesday, February twenty seventh. You're listening to the look. Almost best morning show <laughs> on planet Earth. Truth be told, with DT and Telly, I'll tell you what. Uh, Want to thank Bailey and Damian for holding the floor down. Because yesterday, man, I flew flew in from Brazil. Uh, yeah, you know, I was, I was, I was going to ask you about that. Uh, uh, it seemed like you enjoyed yourself, but one thing I did notice on some pictures that you you posted, uh, DT was showing a lot of legs, a lot of legs shown on her uh, hey. on her feed this past couple of days. You know how hot it was? It was eighty seven <laughs> degrees every day. It was so it's it's summertime right now in Brazil. It's their summertime, and. I'm not even exaggerating because I'm not, I don't sweat easily, man. Everybody was outside. Everybody <laughs> was sweating. But here's, we could, we could talk about, you know what? I'll, because I know my audio is a little bit choppy today. I'll save. No, you, you, you're better now. You're better now. I'm it's better all now? good. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Okay, good, good. So <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but if anybody has ever visited uh, anywhere in South America, Telly, let me tell you this right now, Truth Nation. Them mosquitoes in Brazil? <laughs> what? I'm literally itching and scratching my leg right now. They got me. And so we received from the tour group. Now, I was there for business. I flew in Saturday morning, and I was going to be the closing keynote speaker for or during the closing ceremony, which was a big deal because they had um, the mayor of Rio at our closing ceremony, uh, his uh, secretary, 
our chief of staff was there. I mean, it was a big deal. We, he hosted our closing ceremony, the mayor, uh, and they don't have, <laughs> what do you call it, like the mayor's mansion? They have, Telly, the mayor's palace. So I, I'm just waiting oh, wow. on, yeah, the formal video. But before I get into why I went and what it was all about, Telly, the mosquitoes in Brazil are not like mosquitoes in the U.S. I am tore up. They bit me so bad. And before we went on our excursion on Sunday morning, the tour guide company sent an email out and they said, hey, uh, you definitely want to wear bug repellent. So I was like, bet, because I always travel with a travel size of off repellent bug spray. Mm -hmm. Telly, that stuff is like Kool-Aid to the mosquitoes <laughs> in Brazil. <laughs> They was like, shot, 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 shot. They was like, bottoms up. <laughs> Thank you. We were a little thirsty anyway. So thanks for giving us a little thirst quencher. And they went right to the skin. Oh, no. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm light skinned. <laughs> so I try not to, because, you know, they tell you don't, don't scratch the mosquito bites to the leave a mark. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to, speaking of my legs. I, I'm probably going to have mosquito marks on my legs for the rest of my life now. But all the ones that I grew out of growing up as a child have returned because them mosquitoes in Brazil, they ain't no pump. They don't care about no bug spray. There is no bug repellent strong enough for these colossal size 20-legged mosquitoes in Brazil. That's all I got to say. So, so those mosquitoes had human teeth. <laughs> and there goes my coffee. Thanks, Kelly. Yeah, do they have teeth? The question is, how many teeth do these Oh, they have teeth. That, that's yeah. So, oh, I got to fix my camera, y'all. I'm sorry, my bad. I'm not. I'm not in the square. But yeah, uh, it was. It was a great trip. It's for the festival of diaspora, where a number of thought leaders of African descent come from all over uh, the world, including Africa, South America. And you have companies such as Google, Meta. It's it's a big deal. There's a lot of mayors. Oh, our brother Stephen Reed, the mayor of Montgomery, uh, Alabama. He was there. So we got a chance to catch up. I, was, I didn't bring up the whole, you know, incident that took place last year that put Montgomery, Alabama on the map. Um, but but it was good to see him and shout out to Bayer Reed. Because if y'all remember last year, Montgomery, Alabama, there was a big fight that broke out that was regarded as racially motivated. You even had a young brother jump off the boat and swim to the other brother's safety. So, yeah, I, I caught up with Mayor Steve Reed. <laughs> but again, Shelly, I just didn't want to bring it up because you never know. It's like, no, you are you are learning, DT, and give <laughs> yourself credit. You are learning because I recall a situation like you said you met Danny Glover, and it was you. You said that you wanted to mention stuff about the color purple and this, that, the other, but you also felt like or you were told what that he doesn't 
he ain't really kind of feeling that or, you know, maybe he's tired no, of people. I was told, but yeah, but I was told after. Like, oh, okay. I was like, oh, well, yeah, you could have like gave me a heads. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you tell me don't ask, I'm not going to ask. Right. Yeah. So I'm saying like, so my, my point was you're, you're erring on the side of caution now. It's, mm-hmm. You had an opportunity to, but you thought better of it. And like, you know what? Maybe I, I shouldn't. Yeah, if he brings it up, fine. Yeah, because at the end of the day, there's a time and a place to have, you know, those types of conversations. And that just wasn't the time or the place. And so every year for the past, uh, this was the second year, yes, there has been a festival of the diaspora. Last year, it was in Cartagena, Colombia. This year, it was in, uh, obviously, Brazil. And again, it's where a, a number of thought leaders just collectively come together and talk about employment status, economic growth, um, our ecosystem from a, a Black perspective. And so it, it's, it's really important because the participants, we have an agenda. And that agenda is to make sure that however you identify as Black, whether you're Black Colombian, Black Brazilian, Black American, you know, Black African, whatever, that we are coming together and understanding what's happening. Because what was the biggest takeaway for me is that you still have governments telling that intentionally, consciously discriminate against Black-owned businesses, in particular, those owned by Black women, to the point where they're denying Black women applications for access to capital, access to loan, access to uh, real estate. It's bad. So it's not just here in America, which I think is important, because oftentimes, as Black Americans, you know, we, we got a lot that we have to deal with and focus on as it relates to our race. So when you know that other people of African descent or other black people across the world are experiencing the same thing still in 2024, the best thing for us to do is talk about it and come up with some solutions. So it was a great time. I would encourage anyone uh, next year. It will be in, oh man, it's going to be back in Columbia. But if you're interested, hit me up. Let me know because it is definitely worth it. And again, you're in a room full of incredible black thought leaders, government officials, uh, elected officials, royalty that look and sound like you, as well as others from others. There's there's white people there. There's white people there. We we all you know talked and discussed and came up with an action plan. But I do appreciate that when white people are in attendance for those types of events, their biggest focus is listening. Listening to learn and understand and then help support the solution process. Sounds like there need to be more opportunities like that. I couldn't agree with you more. I was like, why are we doing this once a year? We should be doing this like, I think the in-person once a year is realistic considering that it's always going to be an international trip. But to your point, Telly, I, I think that we can at least maybe have quarterly check-ins via a virtual platform. 
Absolutely. So. Because a lot of times we, a lot of things are discussed and then either you don't get a chance to get to them or they end up getting forgotten about. Exactly. And, you know, the main thing for me, Telly, is being in spaces where I'm accepted, I'm embraced, and I feel like I belong. That That's, like, so important for me because as a human being, if I'm, if I'm in environments where I have to conform or I have to camouflage or I just can't be my true self, then it just it disconnects the, the humanity aspect. And I think that's the reason why a lot of people ask me, why do you travel so much around the world? Well, number one, I get invited to speak. So thank God, give God the glory for that. But most importantly, and, I, and Telly, I'm not saying that I don't experience that in the United States. But it is important to remind myself that growing up in America, I didn't hear or read or see or learn about how other black people around the globe are treated. And so now that we have the ability to create those spaces where we do feel connected and we do and are treated like human beings, and we do talk about how do we honor our culture and how do we continue to reclaim and rebuild our wealth? What? Why would I not want to be in that room? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and it's not just because it's 2024, which is the year we called what? The year of exposure. exposure. Exactly. exposure. And exposure <laughs> is everything. When you are exposed mm-hmm. to better, you want to thrive and do better. You know what the other side looks like. You know what uh, other people uh, or how other people were were raised and their culture and trying to understand why people are the way they are. And and there's something to be said about that. But uh, exposures is is everything. And that's something like you said, when we were growing up, uh, oftentimes that just wasn't the case. The only way we were exposed was through television or through books or whatever the case is. But to have that opportunity to be able to go out and experience that and, and be and expose yourself to these different things, it, it I'm sure it's very eye opening. It was, and you know, at the end of the day, as Black people across the world. It is so important, Telly, for us to really focus on, you know, our our economic development, whether that's, again, uh, from an infrastructure standpoint. Here's the thing. I didn't even understand or realize how much money wealth is to be gained from the transportation standpoint. Like I'm talking like warehousing, distribution, like supply chain stuff. There's so many opportunities for black people across the globe to really um, rebuild our, our infrastructure, uh, just entrepreneurship, innovation. And so, again, if you would like to learn more, because I don't want to sabotage our show talking about this, uh, but if you do want to learn more, visit festivalofthediaspora.org. Again, that is festivalofthediaspora.org. Uh, You can sign up to be on the distribution list where you can learn more about 
uh, this amazing, amazing celebration, conference, festival, all in one, um, as well as other related events throughout the year. So just if you want to learn more, or you can hit me up on Instagram, I'm at RealComCoach, so R-E-A-L-C-O-M-M Coach. And what I will do is between now and some other time, Telly, I'm going to, because you do such a great, great job at this, I'm going to reach out to Cordell Carter, uh, who is the founder and cultivator of this festival and and have him uh, as a guest on our show. Because again, I ain't waiting, Telly. Yeah. I ain't waiting to be, I'm not waiting for a handout. I'm not waiting for, oh, we're going to release this. We have got to reclaim and rebuild our wealth. We have got to rebuild and reclaim our opportunities. We have got to reclaim and rebuild how we are continuing to grow as a people. So that's my spiel, Telly. We come back. <laughs> we, get, we, got, we got a great show for y'all. Telly and I are going to get into some hot topics. Uh, so we're going to start locally. So UW students are speaking out against DE&I being removed. They are concerned about these changes to DE&I initiatives. Also, Sean Diddy Combs has been accused again of sexual harassment, this time by a former male producer. That and other hot topics we're going to talk about. Hope you're having a great Tuesday. Stay tuned. You're listening to the best morning show on planet Earth. Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. We'll be back. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth proudly celebrates Black excellence in the most monumental moments in our history. Tune in all month as we celebrate Black history. 1017 The Truth Celebration of Black History Month is sponsored by Tayback Law, Educators Credit Union, Freighter, and the Medical College of Wisconsin and American Family Insurance. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Before break, we're queuing up the topics that we have today in Telly. As you brought up earlier, this is the year of exposure. Mm-hmm. It was it was a matter of when, but I knew this was going to happen. UW, University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee students are worried about what changes to DEI initiatives might mean for their future. As Telly and I reported last December, the University of Wisconsin system. So all the schools that are part of the UW system, their board of regents, which is basically their board of directors, accepted a deal to make some very significant changes to its DEI programs in exchange for funding for employee pay raises. It's kind of it reminds me, Telly, of like how when companies will cut back on funding or lay off. But the executives somehow, some way, continue to get 
pay pay increase. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now that's how it goes. The deal that the Board of Regents accepted was in total eight hundred and million dollars of funding based on the the deal was we're gonna freeze hiring for DEI positions for three years and require that UW system restructure a third of DEI jobs to focus. Are you ready for this? On success for all students. Now, UWM is as part of UW system has a number or had a number of DNI programs that supported a broad range of students who were traditionally underrepresented in higher education, including veterans, students with dis- disabilities, LGBTQIA+, and of course, students of color. Speaker Robin Voss, Republican legislator, says that DEI is racially divisive and part of a left-wing indoctrination. What are your thoughts, Telly? Uh, my thoughts ain't changed from what he was talking. To. He was talking the same stuff in December. Uh, I think that with this whole deal of him wanting to eliminate DEI is is uh, he said that it is a left wing uh, indoctrination, but I think personally. It is more focused on just the black student population uh, because it really didn't. <laughs> okay. In my mind, I think that Robert Voss thought that only DEI programs affect just black people. I didn't think that, I don't believe that he thought that it affects so many other groups outside of just the black students that are trying to get an education in the UW system. Uh, I, and, and it's going to take, in my opinion, again, other groups to speak out because yeah. Okay. It's just the black, it's just the black students and, and we'll figure out ways to kind of, you know, set up other programs to help them out. Um, But it's not until it's the veteran students, the students with disabilities, the LGBTQ plus students. Those are the ones that's going to, I believe, cause so much of an uproar because of this, where hopefully they will have to go back and restructure or just come up with other programs, but maybe give it different names. But the the whole uh, because when I was reading more into that article, uh he said Voss went on to say something like that's really what DEI is for people on the left. It's become their new religion. They no longer go to church on Sunday, but boy, are they trying to make sure that everybody is evangelized on campus, that there's only one acceptable viewpoint. Okay. What I'm, does I'm sorry. one I'm, have I'm to sorry. do with the other? I, I just, I, I don't, I don't get it. So. That I have to interject. So, okay, let's just dissect this for a second. Now, as much as you claim Speaker Voss, Republican lawmaker, that you see DE&I 
and that's diversity, equity, inclusion, initiatives, focus, programs, et cetera, as racially divisive and part of a left-wing indoctrination. So here's again the thing. Diversity is simply one thing, Speaker Voss. One thing, difference. Whether it's difference of opinion, difference of thought, difference of social economic background, difference of age, difference of where I live. Diversity is just difference. You then get into equity. And that's where you are not, it's not about equality. It's not about saying, well, everybody has access, so go for it. It's considering the factors such as students students with disabilities. All right, Telly, so a student with a disability has access to go to a movie theater, true or false? Oh, true. Okay. You and I have the same access to go into a movie theater as a student with a disability. But let's say this student with a disability is bound to a wheelchair. So when you and I and our friend that is bound to a wheelchair going to this movie theater, equality is saying, hey, enjoy the movie. You got in. Equity is where you say, we're going to build ramps so that whether you are able to walk or you are bound to a wheelchair, everybody has equity in terms of the treatment. We're meeting you where you are. Speaker Voss making DNI about race and saying that it's racially divisive. And then if you notice, see, this is where the stereotypes come into play. Because he said, and I use his words, quote, they no longer go to church on Sunday. It's become their new religion. But boy, are they trying to make, so who is they? Now, when you think about the backbone of the black community during the civil rights movement, that would be what, Telly? The church. Yeah. Speaker Voss said everything but black people. Oh yeah. Who is he talking? They no longer that, go to church on Sunday. That's that's the entire. That's what I was saying the entire time. This isn't pointed towards all other different communities or or groups. This is pretty targeted. And and secondly, when you start to bring in, they don't go to church. First off, you are really being specific about what group you're talking about. And B, who are you to determine how often you need to go to church in order to get what is supposedly is supposed to be equal in school or well, higher education? That just that yeah. No, I absolutely and students are speaking out at UW Milwaukee. Uh, there was a student that frequents the UWM's Black Student Cultural Center and said that, you know, being part of a m- minority population on campus and as an African American, I'm typically either the only one. Or there's very few people that look like me. So he, this student was saying that it's especially resourceful having access and environments where I can 
see people that look like me and we can share our thoughts and it just really further helps my experience on campus. And again, my thing is what is so negative about DNI initiatives? I just don't understand it. Why is it so threatening to Speaker Voss? Because Speaker Voss, you're still a white man in this country. You're still winning. You're still in control. You're still, you still have all the power. You've just proven it, but we just can't have one platform on campus to where we can socialize and connect with each other and share our thoughts. And here's the thing, the black cultural center on student cultural center on the campus, there's a military and veterans resource center. There's a, a student center for Hispanic students, but here's the thing. There are no signs that say whites aren't allowed. I would think as a human being who embraces difference would appreciate attending a school where there are cultural centers so I can learn and understand. I just, I don't understand, Telly, why it is such, such a problem or controversy for Speaker Voss. Because this these programs, there's a reason why these programs were even initiated. It's not like that it was so many uh, you know people from diverse backgrounds that was coming over taking over these these jobs, these companies, these these universities, uh any of these things. But these programs are put in place just because of what they what they mean diversity equity and inclusion just trying to be included just trying to somewhat have an equal playing field amongst people that don't look like you and and when Voss because this is a lot bigger than what it is just being put out there to the public because you're talking about stripping a lot of DEI initiatives and there are a lot of DEI based scholarships that are now are going to be in jeopardy and there are students at UWM and in that article, they go on to interview a few other students. And one of them talked about saying, I am barely going to be able to pay this semester uh, because uh, some of my scholarships that I was able to get into school with are may no longer exist. And so where do I go to get that type of money or that type of help and resource now? Oh, I'm sorry. Voss promised $800 million to the UW system. Where do I get any of that? And how is that affecting me or helping me? So there is a lot of layers to be peeled off of this onion when it comes to just, oh, it's just DEI and it's divisive and we need to get rid of it. There's so many resources that have been put into trying to make things equal and now you want to strip those because you feel as though it is a left wing agenda. So, and, and to me, it just further creates the division that he's claiming is being eliminated. I don't know y'all. The truth talking text line is eight, three, three, two, one, two, one, zero, one, seven. Let Telly and I know, how do you feel? Are you a student? with one of the UW system schools, including Milwaukee. If you're a student 
or if you are a parent of a student, we want to hear your thoughts. Your voice is valuable. How do you feel? How are your students feeling now that they are in an academic year where DEI is no longer? 833-212-1017. We come back. We want to hear your thoughts. We'll talk more about this and then we'll get into the most recent sexual harassment charge made against Diddy. And this time, it is one of his former male producers. More to come. We'll be back. Don't touch that dial. Truth Be Told with DT and Telly will be right back on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. show on planet earth good morning truth nation it is tuesday february 27th y'all i'm just coming off of a a long trip i didn't even say in my sincerest apologies good morning benjamin it's amazing please forgive me brother charge it to my brain my jet lag brain and not my heart telly how you how you feeling about your brother Diddy? <laughs> uh, I I feel the same way I felt last week, last year. Uh, it is it is uh I it, it's it's about to get even even muddier. We said it when Cassie came out and got her thirty million, and she went ahead and got hers and. Went on about her way, but we know that's not the the first and last and only uh, lawsuit that's coming towards Diddy. That's a very controversial statement for me. But when we so we're going to take a call first and then I'm going to respond because that it's disturbing when I hear, especially men. As soon as we talk about Diddy, it's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, Cassie got her money and it's like. Why? What was the cause? Like, we got to focus on. I mean, we know the cause. We know the cause. The cause has been already determined. Uh, I mean, but every time time we talk about it, we make it seem like it it was uh, a a person coming out trying to get trying to get paid by Diddy versus what he did. Uh, I never said that. Okay, what I'm saying is the controversy. You know what? We'll come back. Good morning, Al. You are live with DT and Telly on the best morning show on planet Earth. What's your question or comment? My comment, I'm going to move real fast. Diddy, that's the Me Too movement. Let's just keep it 100. But when you were talking about the DEI and stuff like that that's going on, we have to come to grips with this. Because you you remember that old wise saying, since I don't look like you, let me think like you? That gave the green door. That was a green light to these races to do everything they wanted to do. And that's why we are where we are today. And yes, the church was the forefront back then. But we also know the church put absolutely nothing but fear. Because if black people was living by that Bible with all the wars, we wouldn't be dealing with what we're dealing with today. And that's the black naked truth. Happy Tuesday. Thank you, Al. Reactions. What do you think about Al's statement? <laughs> what do you think about Al's statement? 
asked you first. You asked me first. I asked you first. <laughs> Shoot. Kelly. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, no I, I, I always feel like Al has an uh, uh, interesting perspective uh, when it comes to uh, religion and, and uh, the way that people are trying to position different things. Um, uh, but there's some truth to it. There's some truth to it. And when he said that, Hey, I can't be like you, or I can't uh, be, you know, but I can think like you or try to move your own agenda through uh, disguises of, of different programs. And I, I think that's what uh, Voss has been able to do because this is clearly something that is near and dear to him in terms of the way he feels that DEI is a divisive tool as opposed to one that's supposed to help bring us more closer together. So, uh, and I think he's just using political, uh, political agenda and propaganda to further push his uh, personal initiative and personal uh, um, feelings towards DEI. Now, what do you I, think about I, Al? Al's comment. I think uh, Al always comes from a very creative lens, which I appreciate as a fellow creative <laughs> in terms of, of, to me, the underlying message is, and again, I don't want to put words in Al's mouth, but what I took from what he shared is, again, we we are constantly, as a people, being reminded that we're not wanted. We're not accepted. We are still uh, people that are feared, uh, are misunderstood, are threatening, even at an institution of higher learning. And so when you have someone that is as powerful as Speaker Robin Voss, that is saying things like, they used to go to church every Sunday. Now they use DE&I as their religion. How, how do you even begin to understand when you've never walked in the shoes of a group of human beings that have been traditionally discriminated, marginalized, and just flat out treated inhumane? And we, we continue to allow it. And yeah. then the question is, well, what should we do? Well, again, I'm, I'm, I don't know if you heard David Banner, our brother David Banner. He spoke out recently and said, and, and which is you know what I shared as well. I don't go to places where I'm not wanted. Why would I? And, and furthermore, you want me to pay? You want me to pay you to not feel accepted? Yeah, but I don't know if, well, I'm sure you didn't catch this. I think you were out of town, but I, I want to say it was last week uh, that there was a, a new law or something they put out that said that if you are in the top five of your graduating uh, class, you can go to UW-Madison for free. And I think that was uh, I, I think that was kind of the so-called band-aid that they wanted to put on this. Um, but it's still um, it's still tough because I remember 
the reason why I do recall this happening last week is because I mean, we have a junior in high school, me and my wife, and and we always paying attention to different things in terms of what's going to be the easiest route to get her into school. She doesn't want to attend any UW system school, so thank thank God for that. But uh, yes, I think it was something along the lines of, uh, all right. We understand that we are deconstructing DEI, but uh, if you are in the top five of your graduating class, top five percentile, then you could come to Madison for free, which still to me doesn't seem that inviting because if I'm that smart, I'm probably smart enough to understand that you all really don't want me in Madison, so I'm going to go elsewhere. But needless to say, it looks good to the public if all right is is okay we're getting rid of this but we're going to give more opportunities for all students to be able to have an opportunity to be successful well and also just to further your point for some teachers who are driven by discrimination and just flat out racist they're going to make sure oh so if you're smart and you're in the top 5%, you can get a free scholarship. So I'm going to make sure that I put in procedures, testing, uh, challenges to make sure that you don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we come back from break, we, we want to hear from you, Truth Nation. Also, speaking of DE&I, because I, I, I feel like the Diddy topic, it it's... It's like it's Tuesday. Like you said, Telly, we know it's coming. But I do want to just share with you why I felt that the statement, as well as some statements that came in on the the YouTube board, uh, are a bit controversial as it relates to when black women come out and accuse someone of sexual harassment versus how white women or women of color versus white women are treated and the narrative that's associated. So when we come back, we're going to get into that. The truth talking text line is 833 Before we go to break, DT, uh, yeah. Cal just, just corrected me. He, he's right. I knew I was getting the story somewhat right, but top five percentage you get automatically admitted. It is not for free, though. Okay. So okay. there it is. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you for that. All right. Stay tuned. You're listening to the best morning show on planet Earth. Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Truth Nation, we are proud to be celebrating Black History Month with the Milwaukee Bucks for their HBCU night game tonight. 
Make sure you tune into the award-winning 1017 The Truth from noon to 6 as our Truth family will be broadcasting live from the Potawatomi Club at Pfizer Forum. You will hear Melanie Ricks, Tori Lowe, and Dr. Ken Harris bringing you all your favorite content live from the Milwaukee Bucks HBCU night celebration game. So again, tune into our special remote broadcast live from Potawatomi Club at Pfizer Forum from noon to 6 Tonight, Milwaukee Black Talk. And before break, we were talking about the most recent update regarding the UW system. And so that includes all institutions of higher learning within the University of Wisconsin system, including Madison, La Crosse, and here in Milwaukee. Students are now publicly sharing their concerns due to the fact that UW Milwaukee is a very diverse school and diverse in many ways, including race. There are a number of student cultural centers. Uh, There is a veterans center. There's a lot of focus on making sure that, well, previously there was a lot of focus that was making sure that students had a sense of belonging because in any environment, Telly, as we know, when we feel as though we matter and we belong, it it impacts our ability to perform in school at our best. And so we we wanna hear your thoughts. The Truth Talk and text line is 833-212-1017. We come back, our next hour, we got some updates. More sexual harassment charges are being filed. Now, what I do, I want, I'm finding interesting, Truth Nation, is I can't wait to hear the narrative from us because this accuser is male. So, can't wait to hear what we feel about that. <laughs> the, excuse me. Also, really quick, speaking of DEI, we've talked about black women who have been initially appointed to CEO positions of Fortune 100 companies, president, presidential positions, even our vice president. There is another black woman who was in a major, major role at ABC that was, as of yesterday, demoted. More to come, along with other hot topics. Stay tuned. We're bringing you the best morning show on planet Earth, Truth Be Told, with DT Atelli on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth.